Well, with all that said, let's um, begin uh, with this first message. And, it's, and I've entitled it, and I realized that Brent uh, Hudson and I, uh, Brent, our teaching pastor, we were uh, trying to put together all of the scriptures and all of the, the key phrases for this, and I realized that um, we really hadn't finalized our title for this first message. So I came up with a title without him in the room, so I had to take total responsibility for this. Uh, and so we decided to entitle the first message, Not a Country Club, Not a Country Club. Um, I don't know for some of you, but I remember one ad that I saw on television um, years ago. It was by the American Express uh, company, uh, the one who made that credit card. Uh, and they simply had this great line for their card. They said, membership has its privileges. privileges. Oh, the, the ad worked. Um, and... And uh, I, I got thinking about that, and actually, I don't have my wallet with me, but, you know, I got thinking about how, you know, American Express wanted to sort of give that sense of when you belong to us, when you become a member uh, with us, you will have privileges, you will have power, you will have perks, because that's what membership's all about. It's about privileges, power, and perks. You know, the best thing I could do is pull out for you my black Costco executive membership card. I mean, that's, that's the best I can do. I want to say I have some privileges. I don't know how much power I have. And a few perks. I get, you know, notifications earlier than the white card Costco people uh, that uh, there's a sale coming on so I can spend money that I don't have. Um, you know, as I think about whether we're talking about the American Express card or the Costco card, I, I can't help but think that membership in our society does mean that, right? That's when we think of membership. It means I belong, and therefore I will pay my dues. I will then have the luxury of having services rendered to me. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great line, uh, I think, that sums up for many what we mean by the use of the word membership, it means that for a certain fee, you can expect all of those things that, well, that maybe even happens at a country club, right? Um, just pay the going rate, and you can have others, the hired help, take care of you, and you can do what you want because you're a member, and you can do what you want when you want, and you can enjoy a life of leisure. Well, today, as we talk about and we begin this series called I'm a Church Member, uh, we really feel that we've got to get the right definition of membership in our mind when we come into the church. Because that idea of club membership is not what it means to be a member of the church. That there's a total radical different understanding of when we talk about church membership. It, and, and I just want to say, you can imagine, there's not only confusion, but there's great danger when somebody comes into the church and they become a member of a church and they treat a church the way they treat their club. They treat their giving as them saying, well, I've paid my dues. Now I expect the hired help, <laughs> Pastor Dave, to take care of my spiritual needs. So please make sure you have the right staff hired, have the room at the right temperature that I prefer. Please play the music that I desire. 
please preach what makes me feel comfortable. Do not talk about anything that makes me feel uncomfortable. And do not preach too long. 20 minutes or less is preferable. Okay? Because I am a member, I have paid my dues. You can see how, now this is dangerous because there are many people that come into church and that's how they begin to treat membership. Now that's club membership, that's Costco membership, that's American Express membership. But what is biblical membership? What does that look like? Well, if you're following along your outline, you have your Bibles, I want to uh, take you to um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And actually in chapters 12, 13, and 14, this is where Paul really talks about what it means to be a member of a church. If you really want to get into a biblical discussion about membership, please read 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 13, and 14. Because Paul's talking to the church in Corinth about what it means to belong to the church. And in this message uh, and in this teaching of Paul, Paul comes up with one very clear metaphor or image of what the church is. And this helps us understand what membership is in this term. Because one of the big ideas that the Apostle Paul presents here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is the church is like a body. Okay? There's the big idea. The church is like a body, like a physical body. Now listen to what he says here. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 12 and 27. It says, the human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body, and then he just makes this very simple statement. So it is with the body of Christ. That's verse 12. So it is with the body of Christ. And then he goes on in verse 27 and says, all of you together are Christ's body and each of you is part of it. Now, connecting this idea of belonging to a church, and it's, which is like being part of the body, we're confronted with a very different idea of membership. You see, when you're a member of a body, it's very different from being a member of an organization or a store or a club. See, when I'm a body member, that means that I have a very different relationship now with everybody else. It means that I have this vital, organic, dynamic, indispensable relationship. You know, you know how sometimes, you know, you, you sign up for membership for something and then just go, oh, well, it doesn't matter. I signed. I paid five bucks. doesn't matter. Being a member of the body of Christ, Paul says, it's like being an organ in a body. And I don't know about you, but if all of a sudden I just lost this hand, I think I would notice it. If I lost my leg, I think I would notice it. I could not function properly. In fact, my whole body health would be in jeopardy. You know, as we actually stop and think about this for a second, we also realize that when Paul starts using this idea that we are like members of a human body, we are like parts of a body, it means that then that I have to be deeply connected to you and you have to be deeply connected to me if we are, if we are all together in Christ. That in fact, I know that my arm only functions right because it's connected to all the blood vessels and nervous system of my central spine. It cannot be independent of the rest of the body. It has to function together. We are deeply, vitally connected. This is not optional. You know, I can't help but think that the biblical idea of this body speaks against our culture of independent individualism. 
Indeed, if we're to fulfill our purpose, if we are a body part, so to speak, we have to be connected to the body. You know, I can't help but think that this idea of, of the reality that I am part of this body of Christ is very challenging to those who want to say, I love Jesus, but I really don't want to have a lot of, spend a lot of time with his church. I want to, in fact, have very little to do with the body of Christ in the context of a living local church. But, but stop and think about this. If I was to take part of my body, any body part, and cut it off from the rest of my body, what happens to it? It, it dies. It's as simple as that. It, it shrivels up and it dies. And I want to say to everybody, when you think you can love Jesus but be cut off from his body, you too will spiritually shrivel up and die. You know, when we cut ourselves off from the spiritual lifeblood of your local church body, your spiritual life will wither. Can I tell you very practically, if you're, whether you're listening to this via video or here live right now, that's why attendance at worship times and showing up at other gathering points to do service and ministry on a regular basis is important. I can almost guarantee that the moment you allow your attendance to start to slide in the life of your, of being connected to the, a body in a local church, your spiritual health is in jeopardy. You know, as we, as we stop and think about why is it so important to be vitally connected as a member of the body that makes us spiritually healthy. Like, again, we know when the hand's connected well to the arm, then the hand is going to function well. What does the rest of the body provide to this hand? Well, spiritually speaking, you know what, what the body of Christ provides you as, as a member of the body? It helps to identify you as a believer. It, 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 it moves you out of self-centered isolation. It, it helps you develop spiritual muscle and strength. It gives you vital nutrients of spiritual love and well-being. Have you ever heard of someone being dismembered? I know some of those Middle Ages times, they would take people and put them in horses, you know, and anyway, don't, don't watch those movies. They're, they're awful. But, you know, they, they're dismembered. And we say, well, it's so horrific that the, the body is pulled apart. A body is never meant to be separate. It's meant to be together. There is something horrific when a church community, as the body of Christ, thinks they can live separately from each other. That is not what it means to follow Jesus. When we follow Jesus, we are called to do it together as his body. That's what the body of Christ shows me. We get life as we live in relationship with one another, where we're vitally connected, just like the body parts have to be vitally connected. You know, for those of you who have read, have read The Purpose Driven Life, I love Rick Warren's phrase in one of his chapters. He says, the church is a body, not a building. It is an organism, not an organization. And as members of the body of Christ, there are implications then for us to consider and live out. If you're following along in your outline, here are just some implications. As members of Christ's body, it means that we're all necessary parts of the whole. Each part of the body is necessary. Together we make up the body of Christ. We are more, we are more when we are together. <laughs> And, and sometimes I can't help but think that 
that sometimes in the life of the church, we look at certain parts of the body of Christ and think like, oh, that's what, who God really blesses. That's who God thinks really is important. And please understand, we are all necessary parts to make up the whole body of Christ. Now, you think about that body imagery. I mean, if you were to remove a certain part of your body and say it really isn't necessary, what part would you take, take out? Your elbows? Your calf muscles? Your fingers? Um, you know, and I can't help but think, too, isn't it often the case that the more unseen parts of our body are often the most vital? So, too, this is like the body of Christ. You know, sometimes the very people we never see on a platform or never see performing or never seen doing a public thing, they are vital for the life blood and the life of the body of Christ here at the Journey Church. You know, as also as members of, the, of Christ's body, we are different, but we work together. You know, the role of the body is that it works together in order for the body to function. And first, that means there are different parts that help us make the body all work together. I mean, think about it. Our body is not simply a hand. Our body is not simply a foot or an eye. We are made up of our body, our physical body is made up of hands and feet and eyes. And, and internally, there's lungs and blood vessels and livers, all different and all necessary. So please understand this. You know, you know what's really scary about club membership? When you go into certain clubs, everybody is the same. We're all alike. We're all the same socioeconomic level. We all speak the same language. We all have the same education. We all like the same things. We all drink the same stuff, like Coca-Cola or Pepsi. I mean, you know, we all, right? I, <laughs> yeah, you know? We're all, we, all, we all dress the same way. And that's a club. But the body of Christ is made up of a wide variety of parts where, where, where we're all different, but we all work together to do what Christ has called us to do. You know, and also, please understand one thing here. When we say we're different, but we work together. You know, in some organizations, membership means I don't do the work. I'm a member. I don't work. I, the hired help does the work. Please understand, when you are a functioning member of the body of Christ, you are only here in order to serve God and to serve others and to ca carry out God's purposes. You have a function and a role to play. You know, the Bible makes it clear as a member, we have to do our work or the whole body of Christ will suffer. You know, those, for example, who have the body part called encouragement, if they're not doing their work of encouragement, the body suffers. For the body parts that do what's called the work of teaching, if they aren't doing the teaching, the body of Christ suffers. Everybody's called to do a part. You know, let me ask you, do you know what part of the body you are? Do you know your spiritual gifts and your passions? Do you know what function you're called to carry out in the body of Christ? Do you know if you're a hand or an eye or a liver or a lung? And you may say, well, okay, can you get beyond the symbolism? What do you really mean? You know, the Bible here, Paul, in, in these chapters of 12, 13, and 14, he goes on in chapter 12 to say this. He says, here are some of the gifts that are in the body of Christ. He says, God appointed for the church. First are the apostles. Second are the prophets. There are teachers. Listen, there are those who do miracles. 
There are those who have the gift of healing, those who can help others. Listen to that. That's a body part, those who help others. Can you imagine if you just felt God saying, you know what, all I want you to do, Dave, is when you're part of this journey church, is every time you show up, simply ask this question, Dave. How can I help? Oh, my goodness, I, I need an oxygen tank. If, can you imagine if all the people who are gifted with the gift of helps, that was their body part, that was their function, if they simply just said, how can I help? Wow. Um, there are those who have the gift of leadership and those who speak an unknown language. But they, these are some of the things that Paul describes that, were, that are just some of the parts of the body that are called to serve. Can, can I just do a quick shout out? Here are a couple ways that you can discover what body part you are if you're a member of the church. And right now, if, if you said, you know what, Dave, I'm really not sure what, what my gifting is and where I'm supposed to really function in the life of the church. Can you plan the next time we, and we're going to be advertising this in the next coming weeks, that when we offer the seminar called Discover Your Design, which is our serving seminar, which is related to knowing your gifting and where you're serving in the body, can you go to it and find out, that's where you can find out your spiritual gifts, you can find out where your abilities are, your past experiences, what your passions are, and how that fits within the life of the church. If you haven't taken that step yet, we want to challenge you and encourage you to take that step. But can I also encourage you to do this? You go, well, what if I don't go to that seminar? Am I stuck? Well, not really. You know that you can even start to still discover what your giftings are by simply serving in different ways. And as you serve, you start to say, you know what? God has really given me strengths here. And other Christians will come up in the body and will say, you know, I think God has really gifted you in this way. I mean, for those of you who um, were at last Sunday service, our combined service, which we really didn't advertise too well. Some people actually showed up here on Sunday morning. We apologize to you. Um, but, but we had a young Mark Hansen. He's a student at Crandall University. And he preached for the first time in our church. And a lot of people went up to him after and said, Mark, we think you have the gift of teaching. Now, Mark was trying and saying, okay, I feel the Lord lead me this way. And he served the church in this way in that moment. And we thank God for it. And then the rest of the body encouraged Mark. So start to serve. Don't just get up out of your chair like a club member and walk out and go, there, I paid my dues. I don't need to do anything else. You know, lastly, um, as members of Christ's body, um, everything we say and do is based on love. You know, we often read that, you know, in, in 1 Corinthians 13, the next chapter, um, that love chapter is often read at weddings. You know, love is patient, love is kind, right? Do you realize that contextually, Paul wrote this not for weddings, he wrote it for how church members are supposed to relate to one another in order to work together, serve together, and love one another. Let me read the, these words from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 and 5. Paul writes, Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable, and it keeps no record of being wronged. Can you imagine if we made that our mantra in all the ministries we did together? That was written over the doorpost of our church. That's how we serve here. That's how we live as a body of Christ. 
That would be revolutionary. You know, the lifeblood of the body of Christ, listen, is love. The heartbeat of the body of Christ has to be love. The tendons that bind the body of Christ together is love. It is love that will be the energy for all we do as a church that will in turn transform the world. Jesus said, if you want the world to know that you are my disciples, you need to love one another. Now listen, when you become a member of the body of Christ, that is part of the journey, your spiritual journey for the rest of your life, learning to love the body of Jesus. And in real time, that means learning to love me and me learning to love you. And I'll be honest, that's probably one of the hardest journeys to take. Um, Now, one other thing, as members of the body of Christ, we understand church membership means it's not malfunctioning membership. Let me just say this. This is probably the harshest thing I want to say. A malfunctioning member of the body of Christ is when we get that American Express thinking. I'll pay my dues and people will be available to serve me. This is not biblical membership. That approach is man-made, man-centered, and man-maintained. It's contrary to what the Bible teaches. Please, you cannot approach church membership that way like an American Express card or Costco membership. You know, a functioning member of the body of Christ is one who loves abundantly, gives generously, and serves without hesitation. When you become part of the body of Jesus, the spiritual DNA that the Spirit of Jesus injects into you and to me is this. We will love, we will give, and we will serve. You know why? Because we are connected to the head of Christ, and Jesus loved, Jesus gave, and Jesus serves, and we can do no other. That is in our DNA. Now, can I go out on the limb and say something here? I may regret this. But, you know, even though we have a category in our database system for inactive, non-attending, non-serving members of the church, I don't really think that's an an oxymoron. That you can say you can be a non-attending, non-serving, non-active church member. It doesn't make sense. Now, now I recognize, I'll just pull back on this in one way. I recognize there are times when we all, as parts of the body of Christ, need to rest. We need support and we need healing. My son Tom, right now, he, uh, maybe you went on Facebook, he was at a wedding and he badly sprained his foot and we thankful that his boss is patient and understanding for not being able to come to work the last few days. But... Um, but so, so right now, he can't work a foot. He's got a cast on it, a walking cast. It's tender. It's painful. He's on pain medication the whole nine yards. Listen, I understand that in the life of our church, there are times we go through dark valleys. We go through struggles. We go through depression. We go through sickness. No, we don't expect you to be, I've got to be an active member now. Those are times that you will, we need to put you in a cast and love you and support you and pray for you. But listen, the goal is so that you heal and get better so one day again, we can be running with you. Um, You know, at the end of the day, when we are the body of Christ, it means that faith is not a spectator sport. We are involved. We are a functioning part of the body. You know, one of the ongoing questions you and I should ask ourselves is this. 
and, and ask God this in times of prayer. How can I best serve my church, this body of Christ? What is my role, God? What's my function within this body? Please never ask yourself, please, I beg you, never ask yourself if you should, if you should be serving your church. That would be like lungs in your body asking, well, should I breathe today? If we are members of Christ's body, we must be functioning members. We will, we will love abundantly. We will give generously. We will serve with passion and energy as we live in loving relationships with one another because we are connected. We are the body. And why do we do this? We belong to Jesus. And we are all part of his body. And that is how he wants his body to live. So I want you to just look at that. If you have an outline, there's a pledge here. And I encourage you, if you don't have an outline, grab one because on the bottom is this pledge. And every week we're going to ask you to make a pledge. And so here's what we're going to ask you to look at. The first pledge is this. I am a functioning church member. Let me just read this for you. Church membership is not membership to a club or a store. Instead, I am a member of the body of Christ. I will be a functioning member. I will give, serve, share my faith. I will study and be a blessing to others. And I will remember these words. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. All of you together are Christ's body, and each of you is part of it. Now I'm going to ask the uh, I'm going to turn this now over to the Brentwood campus as they conclude in their service time, and we are going to conclude this service time as well. You know, as the worship team comes forward, and as we sing this song, I just want to um, ask you to prayerfully say, "Could I sign this pledge?" For some of you, I'm hoping that. Uh, it would simply be, this is what God has asked me to do. I'm doing this, and praise God that that's the type of church member I want to be. For others of you, it could be that you're saying, I said I put my faith in Jesus, but I really haven't been a vital, functioning part of his body. And I want to make that different for 2014. Take a look at that pledge for a moment. Um, and we're going to let the worship team sing just uh, briefly for a moment, and then we'll just have a word of prayer around this pledge. Great is your faithfulness, O God. church member. 
Church membership is not membership to a club or a store. Instead, I'm a member of the body of Christ. I will be a functioning member. I will give. I will serve. I'll share my faith. I'll study. And I'll seek to be a blessing to others. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. And so it is with the body of Christ. And all of us together are Christ's body. And each of you is part of it. You know, something's very powerful when we start to understand that if we're really going to live out God's purposes, we can't live it out individually or individualistically or in an autonomous way. God designed it that we need to live in community together as a body. And that means I have to live with the limitations of the body. I can't just go on my own. I have to walk with you and you have to walk with me. And when one part of the body rejoices, I have to rejoice. And when one part of the body suffers, I need to suffer with it too. I just can't sort of treat the church is like a record club. I signed up for $5 I could ignore now for the rest of my life. We're the body of Christ. And yet it's in the very body of Christ that God has intended that we are going to change the world. It's through the body of Christ that people come to faith in him. It's through the body of Christ that ministry happens. It's through the body of Christ that great men and women have been raised up and have revolutionized things over the centuries of time all through the body of Christ. Will you pledge? Will you rip off that bottom of the outline and stick it on your fridge this week and say, God, by your grace, I pledge to be a functioning church member. And whatever that means, whatever steps I need to take, I'm willing to take them, Lord, to find out what it means to be a functioning church member. But that's what I plan to do. That's my prayer for you as we sing this song and come to this conclusion. Your grace is enough.